Welcome to Goonies World. I am Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined, as usual, by Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hi there. How's everybody doing? And Meanie, also known as Ryan. Greetings. And Sean is going to be our GM for tonight, and you can tell us what we're playing. It's actually a one-page game by Grant Howitt called Sexy Battle Wizards. And that guy does a lot of really cute one-page games. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, it's a very narrative game, obviously. But in Sexy Battle Wizards, our heroes are members of the College Errant, which is an organization based in a magical flying castle that roves the land seeking to avert arcane disasters and fight injustice. Uh, they have absolutely zero authority to do this, and the authorities hate them, and they're wanted in several other countries for collateral damage caused while saving the world. This system has no setting, so ours will be set in an alternate history where the Roman Empire never fell, and by the equivalent of the late 1800s, it rules the whole Western Hemisphere and has a lot in common with what we might think of as the British Empire culturally, you know, in the Victorian era. And the ruler is the eternal Empress Gloriana, whose legions and battle blimps enforce the imperial will throughout the provinces. And our game is specifically starting in the province of Dakota, which is one of the largest in the empire and stretches from the Rockies to the Pacific Ocean, basically. And it's mostly a region of ranchers and farmers, but the glittering city of Praseodymium, located in the northern Rocky Mountains somewhere, is a sophisticated, urbane place, the cultural equivalent of Rome or London. Now, magic is, of course, real, but its practitioners are rare enough that they tend to fill roles in society similar to those that superheroes or supervillains might fill. And most famous of them all, of course, are the sexy battle wizards of the college errant. So let's meet two of them right now. Ryan, can you tell us about your, your sexy battle wizard and let us know your name and what makes you sexy and your signature weapon and your school of magic and all that good stuff? Um, okay. Um, my name is Agony, Agony Cataclysm, and, uh, it's kind of like a steampunk goth, um, type of guy, you know, that's why he's, kind of, or that's why I'm kind of known, known as, as, like, the dangerous rebel with a cool jacket and he does have i do have i, I kind of keep talking in first person um <laughs> but I, I have like this the really cool jacket um and uh i'm armed with a rift cannon and uh appropriately my magical school is the uh secrets of occult shadow mancy so i'm you know a shadow mancer nice nice and uh, how about you, Goonie? How about your character? Tell us about about yours. Well, of course, I am the great and, uh, great and powerful Slammy Rasmataz. <laughs> and uh, he is a... He belongs to the school of the lore of light. Kind of the opposite, I guess, of Shadowmancy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sexy because he has a amazing bone structure <laughs> and um he has his weapon is the an ember fist 
um, which is part of you know it's actual fist it's right ember like hot okay cool. and um i picture him he's bald very shiny head um kind of like patrick stewart but he doesn't look like patrick stewart um he's got a goatee and he is very handsome and he he wears something that you'd probably see like a figure skater where where it's mm-hmm. a very tight white <clears throat> like <clears throat> one piece thing um and it's got um like those uh not rhinestones but the um like you know like Michael Jackson's glove sequins, sequins. yeah um yes and he's he's got this um uh, cut down the front like this v you know plunging v um down but it goes way way down <laughs> like uh to his almost just above his pubic area <laughs> so you can see like his uh chiseled abs and all that is he got like a hairy chest or is it all smooth and shiny no it's very smooth okay shiny yeah. Yeah, and we haven't made them yet, but uh, we'll we'll have character sheets up so you guys can uh, take a look at these characters. And uh, uh, on our Twitter account, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can always see our character sheets. But let's go ahead and start. Uh, Agony, Cataclysm, and Salami Razmataz are in their magical flying castle, flying somewhere over the desert in the southwest of the province of Dakota. And suddenly you hear a news report come over the newly invented Ansible, which is like a wireless radio-type communication device. It looks something like a giant golden seashell. It's there in a pillar in your uh, in your study. I picture this kind of Victorian-style study, you know, with uh, big bookshelves, you know, on a lot of dark woods and red carpets, but there's also maps on the walls of, of the world, um, and you guys hang out in there a lot. But over the Ansible, you hear the, the news callers saying, This just in. Terrible news from Praseodymium, where the villainous wizard Septimus Fowl has escaped from imprisonment. Dozens of legionnaires were killed, and the west wing of Norad Penitentiary was destroyed in the process. The wicked Septimus Fowl is, of course, infamous for countless nefarious plots, including the undead uprising of 87 and the demonic incursions of 91. Septimus Fowl was aided in his escape by an army of rogue automatons, one of which was recovered by authorities from the rubble of the penitentiary. It has been taken to the tower of the imperial sorceress Lucretia Salacious in the hopes that by studying it, some clue could be gained as to Septimus Fowl's current whereabouts. In other news... And it stretches off into some, uh, in, into some other news uh, that's, that's of less m- consequence to the moment. Now, Septimus Fowl happens to actually be an old enemy of yours. In fact, uh, it was you who defeated him when he was imprisoned in the first place. He used to be a member of the College Errant before he went bad and turned evil. He's a tall, sexy wizard with a majestic mustache, and he wields a sepulchral blade, and he knows the magical school of the Arcana of the Supreme Doorway. You guys all know that about him already. Um... Gee, do you guys want to go after Septimus Fowl and try to return him to imprisonment or stop him once and for all? Absolutely, the man is a tyrant. He must be stopped immediately. I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. Uh, You know, 
because I can respect the darkness uh, that must be fueling his wickedness, but regardless of that, um, you know, I think we got to take him down. Yes, you might respect his darkness, but the man chose a life of crime, and and we are honored. We are we are forced to uh, deal with him. He must be well, stopped. Well, you know, like. Um, what we do isn't exactly legal either, right? No, of course not, but we are doing the righteous thing, of course. Um, doing the right thing isn't always legal. Yes, that's, that's exactly my philosophy. Well, uh, also, um, the sepulchral blade that Septimus Fowl wields is really, really pretty goth. I imagine you might be slightly envious of it. It doesn't get more gothy than that big death blade that he's got. But, uh, so I guess if you defeated him, you could always take it. But, anyway, based on that Ansible report, there's essentially two places it might offer clues. There's the rubble of NORAD Penitentiary, where he escaped from. There could be some clues left behind there. And then, of course, the tower of the Imperial Sorceress, Lucretia Salacious. Uh, she's essentially a sanctioned sexy battle wizard, you know, who works directly for the Im- Imperial powers. But uh, obviously they've got the rogue automaton they captured there. Um, so you, I'm sure you could find clues in either one of those places. But from where you're at, the, the penitentiary is a little bit closer. Uh, but do you guys have some other things? Yes, I, I, go ahead. I do, I do believe that um, we must start at the beginning. The beginning is where he was imprisoned and where he broke out and where we might find uh, our first clues. Okay, sounds good. I just thought there, there could be something you guys might throw me for a loop with or do something I hadn't thought of, but I say uh, probably... Well, yeah. I mean, I do think that, um, you know, Lucretia is very incredibly sexy and... Uh, I do look forward to uh, seeing her at some point, but I don't think that's the priority right now. Okay. And, of course, I don't know what it is about battle wizards that makes them so sexy, but whether they're villains or heroes or whatever, they're just always super sexy. It's it's literally the name of the game. Well, as your magical castle flies through the atmosphere towards towards, uh, the, the north... Uh, you feel fairly well concealed by a vaporous sea of clouds which are glowing gold and copper red right now because it's late afternoon. You know, you, when you look down, you don't even see the ground. You see billowing clouds everywhere, all doughy and golden. But suddenly, from below those clouds comes a great shadow of an imperial battle blimp, and it's rising up to intercept you. And there are flags flashing on it in a pattern that it's like a semaphore-type pattern that indicates the commander of the ship seeks to parlay, not not battle. You guys, even though what you do is illegal, you're not officially charged or wanted in the Empire right now. You're you're wanted in some other countries. Um, but, but so far, you've avoided actual prosecution for anything that you've done uh, within the Empire. But that battle blimp's hovering in pretty close if you want to let it get towards you. Uh, so close, in fact, that its big ornate bow is just a dozen feet or so from the pinnacle of the the tallest tower of your magic castle. Would you guys like to go up there and parlay with whoever's on this blimp? 
Well, do they look like they're going to dock? No, they're not going to dock. In fact, they can't dock. You only have docking facilities. They're just hovering up there, matching your speed, you know, um, so that you could go out theoretically onto the tower top and have a chat. I think I'd like to shoot some light uh, across her bow. Okay, that seems... See if that... uh, Get them to back off. Okay. And this is like almost the equivalent of being pulled over, essentially. You know, um, they've done, you've done nothing that you can be arrested for. But I think that shooting a beam of light over their bow is something very standard. Standard sexy battle wizard stuff with standard results. So the target number would be a four. So you want to roll your wizard dice. And one of your dice we hope, is above a four, like a five or a six. Yeah. And you just pick your highest one. I, if I only have a one in wizard. That's uh, our little secret. You know, he lets yeah, you, everyone believe that he is a very great wizard. But you put most of your points he's into mostly, sexy, right? No, he's mostly... It's mostly in battle. Okay, okay. Um, but he he's sexier than Agony. Yeah. Yeah, Agony is only one sexy. <laughs> so I will roll one D6. One D6. Here you go. We're looking for higher than a four. Spell. Five or six. Five. <laughs> well, that's great. And uh, describe how you do this beam of light. What, how, how's that? you got a lot of narrative power in this game over your magic, so I know your intention is to make them back off a little bit, but how's that? how's it look when you do it? What's the deal there? Um, I'm going to say I forgot to mention that he's got quite a, a bulge, but that's... Uh, he's not going to include that's the that. Bone, that's the bone structure you referred to earlier. <laughs> You could say that, but um, yeah, he's not going to incorporate that in, but he will sort of, he kind of can't help but thrust his hips when he casts spells, uh, just to emphasize it. <laughs> right. Um, but th- if just for this, he's just going to like, kind of like toss, most like a, like it starts off as like a, a ball of light, of white light. And he's kind of like, you know, throwing it um, like he's just throwing a ball. But then when it flies through the air, it turns in, into more like a beam of light. Okay. And um, and then, you know, goes across their bow. Okay. Yeah, um, you succeed in it. And the, the blimp fires its pneumatic brakes and stops up short a little bit. But again, they're waving the, uh, the parlay. Uh, semaphore flags and there's a voice on it. Now, I didn't really clarify this. For you to have fired it, I guess you would have gone up to the top of the you know tower where it is, or are you firing out the window of your study? <laughs> um, well, I suppose I could just do it out the window. Okay. And uh, Well, and I feel like I should say that uh, adds a little minor detail that seeing your you know, you do your light magic as he typically does. Agony kind of just scoffs and mumbles under his breath something about 
how silly, you know, the power of light is. Yes. The power of light. Well, there you can hear a voice like on a megaphone coming, coming, uh, not like a megaphone, but you know, like a, just a cone, you know, like an old school cheerleader cone type of voice. Um, Hail, sexy battle wizards! We call you for parlay. This is Wing Commander Murgatroyd. You got no Wing Commander Murgatroyd. He's um, he's uh, somebody you've tangled with before. But uh, we seek parlay, sexy battle wizards. What do you want, Murgatroyd? Uh, Agony is going to yell out the window. Okay, so I assume you guys go over to the window at the point where you can see him now, and they they uh back off to be less aggressive in their posture after that uh, beam of light. Um, you know I can have you cited, says Inspector Murgatroyd, for firing upon an Imperial battle blimp, and when you see him, he's uh, he's got big red mutton chops and this sort of like finned helmet that looks kind of like a rocketeer helmet, but it also like that Roman-style crest, you know. On top of the helmet, it's black, and he's got this great big fur-collared coat, and he's got the obligatory steampunk-style goggles. And there are a couple dozen Imperial Marines on the blimp, but they are not at battle stations. <clears throat> he says, "I suppose you've heard that your old comrade Septimus Fowl has escaped." Of course, we are. Yeah. The, we are investigating the case at this moment. You're in fact interfering. With our business. No, that's precisely why we tracked you down. We want you to... Any information you have, we would appreciate, but we don't want any meddling from you pesky, sexy battle wizards. The last time you tangled with a villainous wizard, the Palace of the Tsar in St. Petersburg was reduced to tapioca pudding. Or do you not remember? I recall, but I recall... um, Law enforcement is always uh, trying to impede us and our crime fighting and um, I blame it entirely on you well that's very unfair because I've always given you sexy battle wizards the benefit of the doubt but I'm giving you fair warning that we don't want any magical mishaps in the province of Dakota thank you very much but do you have any information (coughs) that you can share have you been in contact with Septimus Fowl at all no of course not um and uh, the only way we're going to get uh, any information is to um, do some meddling like you just asked us not to. So uh, if you want us to actually get some information, um, you know, we're going to have to go down and investigate. But, you know, that doesn't uh, necessarily include uh, magical mishaps. Well, it had better not. Consider yourself warned. I suppose a few simple questions might be in order, considering how sexy you are. Well, you may ask your simple questions. Well, my, my specific question was whether or not you have had any contact with him. We thought perhaps he may try to contact you for gloating purposes or to try to convert you to his dark ends. But you say you have not heard from Septimus Fowl? No, we have not, and but that use uh, I will give you credit for a good uh, thought. Um, I believe that uh, this band will t- attempt to uh, contact us at some point to gloat as he is uh, want to do. Well, if he does, I expect your full cooperation. Do you understand that? 
Yes, of course. Uh, well, we will we'll cooperate as much as we are able if it does not uh, impede our own uh, investigation. Do you agree with this agony cataclysm? Um, yeah. Man, a few words. All right, consider yourself warned about any shenanigans or magical mishaps, though. You have license to ask a few questions. That is all. Do you understand? You leave the you leave the real crime fighting to the real authorities, the Imperial Marines. You have you have absolutely no authority over me. The College Aaron does what it feels like at all times. But we will cooperate as much as we're able. Yes, we will. And uh, also, Murgatroyd, um, I, you know, surely uh, you were aware that it's possible. That uh, Septimus will, uh, you know, show up to gloat in person, and uh, we can't obviously promise that they're, you know, if he starts using his uh, sexy magic on us, uh, you know, we 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 are obligated um, by sexy battle wizard code to uh, sexy battle wizard fight him. I am well. I'm well aware of the provisions of the Sexy Battle Wizard Code. It's required reading at the Academy. However, if he were to come here in your own property, in your own area, do as you need to do. But if you are around civilian areas, please keep collateral damage to a minimum. We'll have no government buildings made of pudding here or wreathed in shadow or emblazoned in rainbow light. So, again, consider yourself warned, Sexy Battle Wizards. And I think, by the way, Salami Razmataz, that the Eternal Empress Gloriana would quibble with you over whether or not she has authority over you. But we'll save that discussion for another time. Just be sure that you don't have that discussion in jail. Uh, very well. well I be- believe we will t- uh, be on our way now. And, uh, yeah, they... Uh, they, they fire their pneumatic jets to uh, back off away from you and turn around and then uh, engage their 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 engines and uh, and pull away from you leaving you there in the glowing sea of clouds as slowly as you travel gets darker and darker into a deep copper color and soon enough it is missed but your castle flies at an incredible speed and heads off towards the NORAD penitentiary, which is in a hollow mountain high in remote fastnesses of the Rockies. And when you come down out of the cloud layer to about where it is, the whole thing is just shrouded in mist, and you see the entire western slope of the mountain is just collapsed in a huge pile of rubble. And night's falling, so there are huge gas lamps suspended from balloons around the area, that's illuminating work of repair crews who are working at night. And uh, a lot of the prison cells actually are exposed along that western face. And so temporary bars have been put up. And there's really no disguising your castle. Uh, so obviously, unless you did try to disguise it somehow with your magic in some way I haven't thought about. I guess you could read it in shadow or uh, make it appear to be something else maybe. 
you do have permission from Murgatroyd to go around, but you know bureaucracies being what they are, you could get stuck with red tape, so um, you could always uh, sneak around if you preferred, if you didn't want to try the direct approach. But either either approach is legitimate. How do you guys want to proceed? Would it be would it be be possible to uh, keep the castle uh, above the clouds, like over this mountain, and then just you know? I, what? Well, I don't know what uh, Salami does, but Agni would, you know, want to ride, you know, ride a magical wave of darkness down to the site. Uh, you guys can do whatever. I the think you hell. do know what I would like to do. <laughs> and you guys can do whatever the hell you want to try to do with your magic. It's all a matter of the dice at this point. But I think both of those things, if, if you're going to leave the castle up here and surf on darkness or light. Down, uh, down to the surface. You can certainly do that, and I think that also sounds like sec- standard sexy battle wizard stuff with standard results. So your target number would be a four. You want to roll higher than the four. Uh, so a five or six. So you guys can go ahead and roll your... And I'd love to hear a description of exactly what this looks like. But uh, go, w- as you do that, go ahead and roll your wizard dice and pick the highest result. You want a five or a six. Of course, I'm throwing my dice on the floor already. Oh, cue the throwing the dice on the floor music. Yeah, it's going to be a regular thing. I think it should be. Right. Okay, so right. how'd you guys do? How's your how's your uh, light and shadow surfing gone? Uh, not well for me. I rolled a two. A two? Well, I'm afraid that you fail, sir, and you... Your your light uh, is is scattered and it's not a good solid coherent beam. Uh, maybe it's the mist, you know, that, that rises around the castle yes. or the clouds themselves that that uh, prevent you. But but unfortunately, you you fall. Now you're a sexy battle wizard. You're powerful. You can fall from great heights and still survive. But you take one stress when you fall. So please mark a stress on your sheet and you've also failed and uh so i don't think we need to try right. we don't need to check for you to blow up yet but you also get no, one but, uh, determination yeah. as well all right and so taking a stress and a determination determination is great but you can't get it unless you fail so i kind of encourage you to take wild actions but, uh, yeah, you start off on the beam of light, but then fall the, the remainder of the distance and land very hard, taking taking a level of stress. So let's not forget that you've got one stress. In case you fail again, we need to check that. Meanwhile, how about Agony Cataclysm? How did his descent go? Um, unfortunately, I um, didn't succeed either, but um, I succeeded better uh, by rolling a four. And I feel like I should mention that he waves his arms around and generates darkness that uh, looks almost like waves of like in the ocean which he would then uh, basically slide down like a water slide but uh, I'm not I'm, I, I'm not sure if that happens or not I don't remember what happens if you get right on the number well you get right on the number um, then you do take one stress and I'll describe something bad that happens which is you do slide down just like you said like on a water slide of shadow but 
you know how you come off a slide, uh, you know, and land really hard on your ass. That's what happened. You know, like skid across the rocks and the rubble, and it's it's. Neither of you make a particularly sexy entrance uh, onto the scene, and they might not have noticed you at all had not there been what essentially looked like a flash of lightning in the sky that that, that petered out, and uh, so certainly you find yourselves now not very far at all from where the laborers are hammering piles of rubble, you know, hammering big rocks into smaller rocks and carting it away in wheelbarrows. They've got all kinds of repair work they're going to have to do. But uh, there are about a dozen prison guards who come running out towards you. They've got uh, sabers and gatling pistols. They're not pointing them at you like they're going to attack, but they're rushing out to form up in a battle line right in front of you and now, who goes there? Says one of them. We're the college errands. We're here on official business, and you may uh, attempt to uh, help us, or you may uh, find yourselves um, very well uh, punished. Official business, you say? On whose authority? Well, we de- we don't have. We are on our own authority, but uh, you may. Uh, wonder we are. Uh, we have just spoken with. Uh, what was his name? Captain Murgatroyd. Wing, wing, <laughs> wing, Commander Murgatroyd. Yeah. Okay, Wing Commander Murgatroyd. We do have permission to be here uh, on his authority, but as, as I said, we do, we don't need authority at all. We have the authority of sexiness. Well, that's a, just that's what right. I, was, I was just about to bring that up. You know, you're trying to be convincing. You're trying to. Uh, I think for these sorts of social roles, the best stat to roll is sexy. You can both roll. Only one of you has to succeed. And again, it's pretty standard. Uh, does just sexiness overwhelm, you know, their uh, their natural reticence to cooperate? And we're looking for fives and sixes here. I only rolled a four. Well, I rolled a five. Okay, nice. Well, your jacket is so cool. And, and uh, in contrast to the brash salami, you're just a little more cool and understated about the whole thing. Salami, go ahead and take a uh, take a point of stress, though, since you uh, equaled the target number. But you did not fail officially. You've just taken a level of stress. I would normally describe something bad that happens here, but the looks of disgust on the uh, faces of the prison guard as they look at you and shake their heads... Offended by your attitude and perhaps the hint of pubic hair at the very base of your plunging neckline, uh, but but they they do seem a little bit more impressed by agony cataclysm. Very well then. Very briefly though, you are in a restricted zone. We can't be held responsible for what occurs here. For the love of all that's holy, please try not to bring the entire mountain down. The mountain will not be tapioca. Very good. I hate tapioca. Oh, and I realize I forgot to uh, describe Agony Cataclysm's appearance. Please um, do, yeah. I mean, I had yes. a general idea from goth, you know, steampunk goth, but I'm curious to hear more. So he's, he, he wears uh, black leather boots and black leather pants and a black leather jacket. Um and you know it's very steampunky though with like all the buckles and 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 straps and stuff and 
Um, it, it kind of looks a little bit like uh, Jim Morrison. Okay. He's got like the kind of long black hair and kind of a five o'clock shadow. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering and, about uh, the hair, big, whether it would be long or whether it would be like all Robert Smith style, but I like the Jim Morrison-esque look. And uh, he, he's got a, a big, uh, very sort of steampunky belt buckle in the... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like got gears and shit oh, on it. T- totally, totally, totally cool. I like it. Does he wear any makeup at all? Like black lipstick, black eyeliner, or is it just... just yeah, eyeliner. I mean, of course. Okay, okay, cool. All right, well, you guys didn't really have to sneak in or come up with some weird plan. You're going to be allowed to go in and investigate the area. Uh, uh, Corporal is assigned to kind of follow you around and a- answer any questions you might have. He seems pretty excited about it. He's a real young guy. Um... Uh, his mustache even hasn't fully come in yet. You know, still a real young-looking mustache. But he he follows you guys around to escort you. Uh, what would you like to see first, sirs? Let us go to the scene of the crime where uh, he escaped. It certainly take yeah, you... Like his uh, cell, his I cell. think, would be the first uh, place. Very well, and we're lucky. We don't have far to go. It's partially exposed here. We've... We haven't put bars back up on his yet, but his his uh, his cell mates on either side of him. We've had to put up this temporary bars, as you see. Uh, as, as you well know, there's no room at the inn here at Norad Penitentiary. But he leads you up some rubble, and there's like a, a temporary scaffolding all built up and uh, some rickety stairs. And he, the corporal leads you up to uh, the actual site of his cell itself and uh, there are all kinds of notes all over the walls. He's like been scribbling all over the walls in here um, and you can look at that in a minute more closely. Otherwise it just looks like your standard prison cell, you know, but uh, there's not even like a full on toilet though. It's it's more of a hole in a bench and the cot and then in the cell next to him though is actually occupied. There's a a uh, completely hairless guy wearing a you know classic striped prison suit with a little beanie type hat you know oh, oh brother where art thou style prison suit and uh, he's sitting there watching you with a bemused expression on on his face. Do you guys want to look into the, the the writing that Septimus Fowl has apparently written all over his walls, or do you want to talk to this hairless fellow who obviously? Spent a lot of time nearby him, or, or both, or in what order? Or how, what you like to do first? The was uh, so the hairless guy. <clears throat> do you mean the guy with the the prison guard yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is a guy who's in a cell next to him. He's in the cell next door to oh. Septimus Fowl's cell. So he, you know, may have spoken to him frequently. He's kind of looking at you guys through yeah. the bars. The corporal just stands quietly aside unless he's addressed at this point. He's still a little bit in awe of the famous sexy battle wizards. Well, I want to read uh, what the Septimus Fowl has written on the wall. Um, well, you do that and I'll go talk to this hairless guy. Okay. Very well. All right. Uh, well, first of all, you do get a look at the walls. You can see it's 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 all magical script, and uh, to make sense of it, you need to make another wizard roll with the standard difficulty of four. 
but the only thing bad that will happen is you just won't quite get it if you fail. Damn. I rolled a one. Uh-oh. Well, uh, you have failed, and see, your total stress right now is three altogether. Yep. And, what, and that is higher than the highest dice that you just rolled, right, which was a one. And yep. unfortunately, and this is something you've seen happen before, it's always a little bit awkward, but there's just a <coughs> boosh, there's an explosion of light, of light magic, and after a few moments of crippling pain, you reform and reconstitute in the Chapel of Ages inside the Castle Errant uh, after a little while. And now your determination and your stress have been reduced to normal. Um, now, we won't back up now, but I guess I should have probably pointed out that you could have used that determination maybe to roll another dice, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. You blew up, and that's about as close as you come to dying in this game. So while you're reconstituting, uh, you... you uh, we will we'll go back down to Agony Cataclysm. Well, well, well. And I'm just, like, imagining... Oh, sorry. No, he was just going to say, well, 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 it's the famous agony cataclysm. Yeah, well, I was imagining, like, um, like you know, he, he walks, like, Salami walk, walks into the cell and starts, like, reading the walls. Mm-hmm. And I walk over to the cell to, to talk to this guy. And then both of us kind of jump as right. <laughs> Salami explodes. Yes, yes, <laughs> both of you do, as, do, as does the, uh, the, the corporal. And I love the idea that it's like light residue, like like the light becomes like uh, almost like mercury-like and physical, and like runs down everybody's faces a little bit. And uh, it's it's a it's it's always a little bit shocking. But well, I suppose your friend overreached a little bit, didn't he? Says the hairless prisoner. Yeah, I hate it when I get this light jizz all over my face. Light jizz, I like that. Well, I suppose you've heard of me, then. Uh, no. No? He looks very disappointed. I am Leo the Coiner, the premier counterfeiter of the entire empire. And you you still haven't heard of him. Counterfeiters are below your guys' you know, attention. Okay, so... What'd you counterfeit, like money? Yes, absolutely right. Coins, of course. Absolute coinage. Real gold and silver, none of this paper stuff. I only work for the best. Say, I don't suppose I could come work for you. Could you pull some strings and get me out of here? I could make you all the money you need. Now, now, says a corporal, there'll be none of that. I'm far too sexy for that. Well, if I were a bit sexier, perhaps I'd be a battle wizard myself. But So, what can I do for you? Tell me about Septimus Fowl and what and anything you saw that might have, uh, you know, contributed to his escape. Any information you can offer? Well, I'll do what I can. But in return, I want you to speak to the I want you to speak to the warden here and get my rations increased. I'm starving. Look at me. I'm far too sexy to negotiate on your behalf. Oh, I'm doomed to lose weight. I want to be large and round and sexy. But 
Listen, Septimus well, Fowl didn't speak to me much. Now, do you want to talk about a sexy man? That Septimus Fowl was very sexy. His mustache was magnificent. I was very much jealous of it. I don't grow hair myself anywhere. It's a condition I have. But, but no, when, when I, I was awakened, I was having uh, a bit of an after-breakfast nap, you see. And there was a terrible rubble, a terrible explosion. Several people died, as you can see. The whole West Wing collapsed. I woke up. I looked over, and he was flying away. Flying away to a doorway in the sky, you see. The doorway was almost like I was sucking him into it. And he turned around, and he did favor me with a bit of a wave. But clockwork men, I suppose you'd call them. Rogue automatons, I believe, is what the warden referred to them as. We're all over the place firing nail guns at the poor guards to create a distraction. And uh, then they all, too, were sucked through the magical doorway. But one was taken. Well, the guards got one of them, and I didn't see anything else. But that's what happened. However, you know, Fowl did talk to me sometimes, and he seemed to be making strange hints over the last few days. And, and at one point, he was, he was adjusting his garments... His, his, he had the same garments I do, although he looked very sexy in his. And he was cutting off the legs and the sleeves of his garments. And I asked him why, and he said he didn't have to tell me why. But he had nothing to do other than listen to me all day, so I kept pestering him. And he said that he was looking forward to some sunny weather. Because soon he was going to be going someplace that was a lot warmer. And I just thought, of course, he's cracked, he's batty, but... But now I see that perhaps he did have some plan after all. Interesting. Okay. That's very useful information. Yes, thank you. Are you sure you can't speak to the prison warden about my rations? Well, you say you want to be large and round. Yes, I find that very sexy. But, uh... You know, does it does it pain you that you are not sexy? I suppose it doesn't cause me physical pain, but it causes me emotional distress. You sexy battle wizards have all the fun, and I had to be right in a cell next to one of the sexiest men alive for, lo, these past three years. So yes, I do very much want to be sexy, but I suppose it doesn't cause me physical pain. Well... I can talk to the warden, but, uh, I'm not certain that I'm sexy enough to persuade him. Well, your friend is quite a bit sexier than you, if you don't mind my saying. Now, at this point, Salami, you've completely reconstituted there in the Chapel of Ages. It's like you wake up on kind of this, like, not a bed, but like a, almost like a sarcophagus, you know, in the Chapel of Ages, it does have a chapel-like appearance with stained glass and everything else. It's a, it's a very magical place. But uh, do you want to try to get back down there on the, uh, on another beam of light? Um, <clears throat> can I just? Uh, is that the only way to get no, there? No, no. That's just I just said that because that's what you did last time. You can think of any way to get back down there. Because you're a little sexier than uh, Agony. If you wanted well, to try to... If you gave a shit about this guy's rations. 
Uh, I'm just trying to get back to where the cell where we were. If you want so, to, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, can we just, can I just pull the, am I flying this, <laughs> uh, castle or? This castle kind of flies where you guys want it to. It's, it's yeah. magic. It's a magic. There's not a lot of reason to it. But you want to take it down out of the clouds and just pop off? Yeah, because he okay. doesn't care about being quieter. He not likes anymore, to yeah. uh, make a, a grand entrance anyways. So. Well, it certainly does. And, Agony, you see the eyes of Leo the Coiner and the Corporal go wide as the castle of the College Errant comes looming down out of the cloud cover into the light of these gas lamps that are hanging on balloons all over the place and illuminating the scene and there's quite a bit of gasping from the guards and pointing up at the castle and uh, soon you hop off and you're right back down with your friends after your light jizz explosion yes I pardon me if I had to uh, attend to some business I did not you know fail any sort of magical uh, spell of any kind I just uh uh, actually, just uh, had to go, and now I'm back. And um, what did you learn? Well, <clears throat> um, apparently Septimus escaped uh, into a door in the sky and went somewhere warm. Hmm. Interesting. Let's yeah, and the, the door in the sky is good indication of his, uh, you know, his school of magic, which is uh, the arcana of the supreme doorway and he a lot of his magic involves manifesting doorways and going into and out of them and sucking people through them and that kind of a thing yeah the other important clue being he he's probably somewhere warm you know very far south of here anyway and, and then of course his confirmation that uh the uh automaton was taken and they were armed with nail guns and he means literally guns to shoot nails you know Oh, Salami, I don't know if you care or not, but uh, this counterfeiter over here is very concerned about being becoming sexy and uh, would like somebody to talk to the warden about getting him some more rations. I fear that I am insufficiently sexy, but um, I feel like you have a pretty good chance uh, because you're, you know, quite a bit sexier um, than I am, but... That's it right. may be that we simply don't give a shit about that. Well, you're right about that. I am sexy, and I don't give a shit because, you know, feeding this man more rations to make him uh, grotesque and large is not my idea of sexy. And, eye of um, the beholder. I've, eye of the beholder. But fine, if you won't yes. help me. You, you, if you won't help me, you've made an enemy of Leo the Coiner. I'll tell you that. I'm going to devalue your currency someday when I get out of here. Well, Salami, I, I thought that maybe uh, he might have some more information that he's holding back. If you know, he'll give it to us if we negotiate with the warden. What are you whispering mm, about? Perhaps. Are you whispering about me? Do you think you... Do you have any more information you can tell us? Are you holding anything back? Well, I guess you won't know that until you speak to the warden. Will you? <laughs> I bet. Uh, I bet you could use use your sexy to get that information out of him. 
use your sexy on him to get that information out of him, or use your sexy on the warden to get the rations to get the information out of him. Either way, probably works. Yes, well, maybe I speak to the warden and see if, see if, uh, how sexy they are, and and maybe uh, our sexiness will complement each other. If in fact the warden is sexy at all. All right, the corporal takes you not very far away because the warden's out supervising, you know, the uh, night shift and trying to break up all this rubble and and uh, the warden. He, he, he wears a monocle, you know, and a great big tall hat, you know, a great big tall white hat with the Imperial Eagle on it. Yes, yes, and what's this all about, you sexy battle wizards? Trying to supervise cleanup operations here. It's bad enough that Murgatroyd and his wisdom decided to give you license to come in here and meddle. But what, what, what can I do for you, sexy bastards? Well, this is a uh, matter of... Um Ration amounts for a certain prisoner. Which prisoner? In fact, is he, uh, I, th- I believe you described him as a, uh, a, a counterfeiter. No. He's a man with the, no hair. Leo the coiner, that hairless freak? No offense. Uh, well, listen, I, 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 he's given plenty of rations as it is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're quite sexy enough to convince me of, of this. I well, do I like your partner. I'm quite sexy. I do appreciate the plunging neckline. I'd do something myself if I felt I could get away with it. But as you see, those years have passed me. I'm now into the dignified older male. I, I'm, I'm more of a... I, I like to think of myself as more of a, a sexy grandpa these days. But someday you'll be there too. I take great offense. I take great offense to not being uh, called sexy enough by you. And I would like to prove my sexiness. Uh, <laughs> and I, I believe... If you take, how, you, how do you do that? You start like flexing muscles, or how do you prove your sexiness? You preen and pose. I'm picturing a right said Fred video all of a sudden. Yeah, he's just thrusting. Just, yeah, he's he's, he's um, make sure that uh, the eyes are on the bulge, and uh, he's. He, you know, he's got great uh, flexibility in his hips, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like mesmerizing. I'd say this is standard sexy battle wizard stuff with standard results. Why don't you go ahead and we need a four. Let's roll your sexy, roll your sexy dice, and hopefully one of those dice will be a five or a six. A five. Hey, well, oh well, I, I, I admit you, you've, you've, you've got something there. I, I, I had to reconsider after those pelvic thrusts. Those were rather sexy. I, I, I say that with a great amount of, uh, of respect. So, yes, I suppose we can give Leo an extra share of rations for a few months. Won't kill anything for you as a personal favor to you, the sexy battle wizards, and a thank you for not causing too many shenanigans here or any magical mishaps. That is greatly appreciated. You sexy. Folks, yeah, you're quite welcome. And uh, while all that's going on, I would like to uh, attempt to read the uh, magical inscriptions that caused Salami to explode. Okay, go right ahead. And uh, you said that was a wizard rule. 
yeah, it's a wizard roll, and it's standard stuff. Standard stuff. Fuck, four again, and I got three goddamn dice in this. Oh well, well, yeah, it's just bad luck. And uh, that being said, uh, you get you do it stresses you out, man. It's stressful. You can't figure it out. Um, about the best you can do is gather that it might have something to do with the creation of automatons. There's also some weird communication magic put in there, uh, but you just can't really get whatever clue that these uh, that these these uh, arcane scribblings are giving. But uh, but Leo the Coiner is very ha- happy to find out about his rations, and he he looks a little shamefaced though as he regards both of you. I know that I might have implied that I had more information for you. But since I'm not sexy, I have to get by on deviousness. And so I don't have any more information. And yet I have more rations. <laughs> what do you think of that, sexy battle wizards? Says Leo the Coiner. I am devising your punishment as you speak. Ooh, what are you going to do? Now I'm, just, now I'm just fucking with you. He's now I'm just daring you to do something to him. <laughs> he, he looks very smug. He's smirking. Yeah. Well, perhaps I will uh, use light to uh, to burn your fat away until you are as skinny as me. And as you say, not sexy. But of course, I believe sexiness, uh, skinniness and sexiness go together. But... It would be a great punishment for you if you his could eyes, eat yeah. all you want and your fat just dissolves. <laughs> his eyes go wide. Do you want to do it? Do you want to light dissolve his fat? Yes. All right. <laughs> that is standard sexy battle wizard stuff with a standard result. So let's have a wizard roll to melt his fat with light. It's like, you know, yeah. it's not going to kill him, but his fat will all like run out through his pores and... We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, I'm really wishing I had taken more uh, in the wizard area. But put it in battle, but hopefully that'll pay off. But yeah, right now, I will roll. Yeah, if there's a battle, I'm sure it'll pay off. And we'll see that ember Well, I only rolled a... Yeah. I only rolled a three... Well, I'm sorry, you failed. So you take a point of stress, but you do get a point of determination. And he just giggles, and he's so smug. And a few of the guards who are nearby are like <laughs> stifling laughter at your expense. Well, I have just, I have decided not to do as I planned, and as I said, it was on purpose, of course. Uh, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> Agony's going to start waving his uh, hands around and weaving darkness uh, and blind everybody who who's giggling. Okay, okay, okay. And that's going to be a six. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And uh, is this a permanent blindness or just like a temporary, you know? No, no, it's not permanent, but uh, he's not going to tell them that. Okay. I'm blind! I'm blind! A few of them come rushing around in circles and and uh, there's, there's great confusion. And you can see the warden. I said no magical shenanigans. And I suppose you'd better go, says the corporal, before the warden gets. But before you go, before you go, if you don't mind, says the young impressionable corporal. And he reaches into his 
his jacket pocket and he pulls out these little trading cards they're sexy battle wizard trading cards he's got one of each of you and he's got one of, of uh, Septimus Fowl as well and you see that the one Septimus Fowl is actually autographed he goes, it, it would mean a great deal for me if, if you would mind signing your, your trading cards for me would you please do uh, that I'll do you one better and uh, <laughs> uh, Agony's going to start waving his hands again and sign uh, his card with, with the magic of darkness nice I'd say that's... Uh, and six again. Oh, wow. You're just an incredible wizard. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, sir, Mr. Cataclysm. I appreciate it. And you, Mr. Razmataz, would you would you please sign sign your, your card here? Yes, of course. This card will be very valuable in the future if I sign it, and I will sign it with glowing tinder of light. And he rolls a three. Okay, and again, you take another stress, and you you failed that. Um, you've got two stress, so you're okay. You don't explode, but um, but you, you failed. Do I take another determination? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. And these will carry over into the next game, so definitely make note. But I assume you'll have to sign it normally. He he looks a little disappointed and produces a little fountain pen from inside his his jacket and has you sign it. And I told you that light stuff is weak sauce, man. <laughs> I think we- there are some magical, magical dampeners around this uh, fortress. Uh, well, uh, as, a matter of, as a matter of fact, as a warden who's just walked out, we did have magical dampeners on on Septimus Fowl's cell. They were, given, uh, they were given to us by Lucretia Salacious. I assume you've heard of her. Um, yes. Yeah, of course. of course. She's super sexy. Yes, she follows law and order, and she goes on missions for... In fact, it's her who had that uh, rogue automaton. We, we packed it off to her great fortress on the plains east of the mountain. But uh, in the meantime, I don't appreciate you trying to melt the fat of this prisoner. And uh, However, I overheard everything, and he'll get no extra rations at all from us. Oh. Uh, he says, as you guys are led away. That's what you get for being a liar. Okay, weak sauce. Speaking. See you later. <laughs> okay, blindy. Anyway, speaking of uh, law and order, um, I think Lucretia might have been on the sexy victims unit. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. <laughs> so, sorry. S- SVU, yeah. yeah. Of course she was. Well, I'll assume that you uh, go ahead and, and remount your into your castle, your flying castle, and have it rise up out of uh, the vicinity of Norad Prison, up past the balloons that are suspending the gas lamps. And after this brief bit of excitement for the prison staff, you'll ascend through the darkness of the clouds and above the clouds into the moonlight and starlight that shines down overhead and zoom off. And where would you like to go? I think we gotta we gotta go see the sexy Lucretia. Yes, I concur. I, I concur as well. It's almost as if there is a mystical story railroad pointing in that direction. The flying castle rises up through the darkness of the clouds and up above the cloud layer to where the moonlight and starlight shine down on you. And perhaps perhaps Salami Rasmataz feels a little bit rejuvenated by the mysterious lights of the night sky. 
And, of course, the Flying Castle moves at incredible speeds, and you zoom off to the plains east of the mountains. And this would be generally in the vicinity of, you know, western Kansas, where it would be today. And coming back down out of the cloud layer, well, you don't really have to do that. Um, but you you are well aware of where Lucretius Salacius's tower is. And uh, you know it looks like this great big tiered steel wedding cake set up atop uh, like the Eiffel Tower and rising up out of the plains. And I'm sure that you will have a great adventure there uh, in Lucretius Tower, but we're just going to have to wait until our very sexy next episode to get to that. Excellent. All right, so we will see you next time. Stay sexy. Yes. See you sexy motherfuckers next week. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.